0: Hey, it's Shane here. Throughout the majority of my career, I spent thousands of hours on my technique to try to be as close to perfect as I could be. But the one thing I didn't work on was my mental skills, on the exact mindset I needed every ball to be able to access all of my technical skills that I worked so hard to develop. Well, I've recently released my book, Winning the Inner Battle. Which has all of the information that you will ever need to deeply understand how you can create the correct mindset for you so that you can bring the best version of yourself every time you step out into the middle. Go to shamewatson.au to purchase a copy of Winning the Inner Battle Now. It is available in paperback, ebook, or audiobook versions. Well, it's now time for your episode of Lessons Learned with the Greats. Enjoy you
1: know God is there to level everything so maybe he was doing everything I was just going with the flow and everything happens for a reason and I don't know what was the reason which my dad left me and but uh, that was something you know if if you asked me today what would you have done whether you needed that 32 wickets or your dad I would say that I, I won't not want to have those 32 wickets, but I would have my dad alive for next 15, 20 years along with me. Yeah. So, but everything happens for a reason.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lessons Learned with the Greats. I'm Shane Watson, and today we are joined by one of the toughest competitors that has ever worn the Indian cap. This guy made his test debut at just 17. (laughs) and went on to become one of the key pillars in the success that the Indian team had. This culminated in the amazing 2007 T20 World Cup win, and no one will ever forget India's incredible World Cup win on home soil in 2011. Harbhajan Singh, thank you so much for being on my show.
1: Thank you, my friend, uh, Shane Watson, what do I call you, (laughs) Wado. My brother, (laughs) uh, thank you very much for having me on. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me on your show. Yeah, it's it's always a pleasure talking to you, and hopefully we can discuss a lot of things. And you didn't mention the most hated man in Australia in two thousand eight. You know, you could have mentioned that as well on your show. <laughs>
0: are, you, are you talking about you or me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> me, I've gone, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been it's been great to be able to spend time with you and play with you the last couple of years for sure, budgie. You're a good man. Thank you. I want to let everyone know straight up that. Budgie was one of my favorite players to play against. I always knew that I was in a serious contest with Budgie's true competitiveness, evident every ball that he bowled, but it was always in the right spirit. There were never any words really said between you and I, Budgie. It was just true competition, which for me, I absolutely loved. One of the absolute privileges that I've had by continuing to play all of these T20 leagues is I get to play with and get to know personally some of the greatest players who have ever played the game. I've loved teaming up with Budgie for CSK over the last two years and have totally realized that Budgie is a seriously good guy who is so unbelievably caring and very thoughtful. Okay, right. <laughs> back to the cricket side of things. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank
1: you for that uh, introduction. <laughs> well, um, it's been a pleasure playing with you, uh, Wado. And also, you know, whenever I have played against you, it was always a very, very tough question and you were one of those uh, tough guys to bowl to because I know you love hitting those big sixes, you know, kneeling one knee and uh, hitting those sixes towards mid and mid-on but i was always aware you know you're going to go for it so i used a lot of the doustra to you <laughs> but uh, you know it's it's been a great competition whenever i played against and uh, you know just got to know you from last two years with csk you are absolutely you know someone like a brother and was very very loved not just in csk family but uh, personally i feel you know you are one of those uh, nicest guy to play with and to know rekord
0: bajji It's very reciprocal. Okay, back to the cricket side of things. Budgie burst onto the Australian cricket radar with his outrageous performance against the Aussies in the two thousand and one Test series in India, and from then on, he continued to bamboozle batsmen all over the globe. In Budgie's one hundred and three Test matches, he took an incredible four hundred and seventeen wickets with twenty five five wicket hauls and five ten wicket hauls for the match. These four hundred and seventeen Test wickets ranks him. At number thirteen on the highest ever wicket takers, and to go with this, his in his two hundred thirty six one day internationals, he took two hundred sixty nine wickets, which is fifth on the highest wicket takers for India in one day cricket. Okay, now before we dive in to the the technical details and a lot of other questions, I'm going to dig deeper into. I have to mention one highlight for me that really stands out um, for you, Budgie. It was your performance in that series in 2001 against the Aussies, where you took 32 wickets in three test matches, including the first ever hat-trick by an Indian in test cricket. What do you remember about that time?
1: Well, uh, that time was actually um, was a brilliant time. Uh, of course, I was going through a lot. Uh, I was only in my 1920s, and <laughs> I lost my dad. And... Um, yeah. You know, I was not sure where, whether to, you know, pursue with the cricketing career or whether to go abroad and uh, do something there to serve, you know, my uh, people back home. So I wasn't really sure. And I'm not that those one of those educated guy who could, uh, you know, get a job straight away, you know, after leaving cricket. So um, there were like two choices. Either I should continue to play, work hard and believe that, you know, something good will happen. So that series actually gave me a lot of hope when I got picked, you know, okay, there's a, another chance for me, you know, that I might be able to do something special here. But knowing Australia, you know, the kind of team they had, it was like, uh, you know, you're dreaming of doing something really big against uh, those big guys like Bonnie and Megra. And, you know, if we, if we talk about that batting line up was, was unbelievable. If you ask me to bowl to them today, I'll say no, 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 no. I'm not going to bowl to them. Because <laughs> yeah, so that time, uh, you know, was, was a very, very tough time. But glad I got to play that series. And the first game itself, I took four wickets and I got to play the second game as well. You know, the guy who was playing in the sec- first test with me as a spinner, he got dropped. And every match, you know, the spinner from the other end was getting dropped because they were not pick- picking wickets. And uh, luckily, I was picking uh, the wickets and I could you know, play the next game. So second game I played in Calcutta where I took uh, hat-trick, became the first Indian to achieve that, uh, uh, you know, hat-trick and took my first wicket, first five wicket haul in that uh, in that series. And in the second inning, I took about six, six wickets. So 13 for that game and 15 for the last game. And I remember, you know, I was no one before I went, went in to play that series. And when I came back, to my uh, home, I was someone. Someone was called Turbinator. And that was uh, a name given to me by the Australian media because uh, they believed that I destroyed the Australian team while they were here. And I spoke to all all of these guys, you know, my, my heroes, Steve Bob, Shane Warren, McGrath. I went up to meet them, you know, after the series and uh, they were all, you know, had a lot of good good things to say about me. And uh, of course, it was a very, very competitive series. And it was, you know, more of me playing against myself. You know, me, it was for me, it was a survival. It was to do something for me to survive at that level and to make sure I have a career in cricket. So those 32 wickets in three games gave me a lot of belief, a lot of faith in my ability that if I can get these Australians out who are the best in the business, I can do well against anyone. So uh, that series was, you know, something really, really special, which I'll cherish for the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, not just for myself, but a lot of belief were built around me that if this guy can win games against Australia, he can win games against anyone. And now we have not just one spinner, Randall Kumble, winning the game. We have another spinner, Harbazan Singh, who can win the game. So God has been really kind. i worked really hard. And if you work really hard, you know, I'm a God-fearing man, and uh, he's always have something for you to give. So
0: I've been very kind, very grateful. And to think that you could do that as a 19, 20 year old—it's <laughs> it's crazy.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know how it happens. Uh, what else? Uh, you know, these special performances—you don't really, you know, you know if if it's going to happen, it's it's written there. It's bound to happen for you. You know, I lost my dad. I lost my job. I I was checked out of the National Cricket Academy. So a lot of bad things happened during that time. You know, after that bad phase, there was probably time for me to shine. And um, yeah, so, you know, God is there to level everything. So maybe he was doing everything. I was just going with the flow and everything happens for a reason. And I don't know what was the reason which my dad left me. And, but uh, that was something, you know, if, if you'll ask me today, what would you have done? Whether you needed that 32 wickets or your dad. Mm. I would say that I, I w not not want to have those 32 wickets, but I would have my dad alive for next yeah. 15, 20 years along with me. Yeah. So, but everything mm. happens for a reason, you know, maybe bad things happened to me. Then God wanted to do something good to me. And otherwise, you know, to take one or two wickets against those Australian, Australian side was difficult. And I could able to take 32 wickets, that two in, in three games was a special performance. And I'm really happy and grateful that God chose me to do
0: that. So cool. <laughs> You've had so many incredible highlights throughout your career and, and one being that that um, test series against Australia in 2001. But is there another highlight of your career that really stands, stands out to you?
1: Well, I think uh, apart from those 32 wickets, hat-trick and... Um, i believe uh, 2007 uh, or 2007 or 2008 t20 world cup was a very very special thing for all of us you know we uh, you know we always thought that you know maybe in our career we'll be able to do something special and uh, winning that world cup t20 was a very very special thing and when we came back from South Africa. You know, the kind of reception we got, it was unbelievable. I can't really match that. those kind of, uh, you know, receptions or the love, the, the gestures we got from uh, all our uh, Indian people. You know, it was like packed from airport to Nariman Point. You know, the distance. In normal day it takes about an hour. But that day, it took, took us about six, seven hours to get to the uh, stadium. <laughs> so it was an unbelievable scene. Mm. So that was the second biggest thing happened to me. And of course, mm. winning 2011 World Cup was really, really special. Mm. We always dreamed of, uh, you know, doing something special for the country. And, uh, you know, as I said, God choose you to do something special. You don't do anything. So, you know, I'm one of those very grateful that uh, he chose me to be part of that team who could win the mm-hmm. cup. And, uh, you know, when I was a young kid, growing 15, 14, uh, I always had picture of Kapil Dev holding a trophy in his hand, World Cup oh, trophy. Yeah. Yeah. So you wanted to replace that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with your face. <laughs> but, uh, you know, those were dreams. But suddenly it was coming true. And it was just very emotional, very, very, I mean, uh, difficult for me to describe in word, but mm-hmm. it, it means the world to me.
0: As you said, that's what every cricketer dreams of: has been able to have an opportunity to be able to win a World Cup for for your country, and um, yeah, for you to win too. Especially that the inaugural T Twenty World Cup that just set you know T Twenty cricket throughout the world alight. And you know, the IPL in two thousand eight was a you know, has has been something's really come out of the Indian cricket team winning that two thousand seven World Cup. So everyone around the world is very grateful for that as well. <laughs> let alone the experiences that you've had, <laughs> you've had you know to be able to think. Like that the the trip from the airport through to Nariman point that's yeah normally it's, it's an hour it's an hour's drive it's a long drive to be able to think that the whole road was just <laughs> just packed full of people all the well wishes all the excited fans it's so cool
1: and i remember calling sachin from that uh, uh, you know from that bus we had mm-hmm. you know I said, this is incredible. You should just see. He said, I'm watching it on TV. This is unbelievable. You know, we never thought Mumbai can stop. But today, Mumbai is stopping because of you guys. And you guys have made us proud. And uh, it was an unbelievable moment. You know, you know how India is passionate about the game. And they are cricketers. And, you know, they believe that cricketers are the heroes. And they certainly made us feel that day. And even otherwise, you know, So. Um, very grateful to be part of the that setup. It was like one of those moments which I can't really describe. Very mm. I get really emotional. Mm. You know, when I go back to those
0: scenes. It's it's unbelievable. Yep, you wish you wish you could just pause those moments and just and be in those moments for, forever. That's um because that's the thing that you work, you know, you dream of as a kid. I wish
1: I had, you know, camera phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the camera phone at that time so I could take a lot of pictures mm-hmm. but uh, you know those days I didn't have uh, a phone with the camera mm-hmm. but uh, I do have a lot of the pictures which is somewhere in my house where you know maybe my kids when they'll mm-hmm. grow, grow up they will watch you know these are the things uh, my dad used to do and mm-hmm. um, you know obviously they'll be proud but uh, yeah as a as a kid, when you dream of something, when it comes to, you know how special it is. Yeah, you know, for yourself also, you have done so well for Australia over the years, won so many trophies, and you know how it feels as a cricketer.
0: Yeah, as you said, you just dream of it as a, you dream as a kid, and then when it happens, when you're so lucky and fortunate that it happens for whatever reason, as you said, for whatever reason, you just want to, you just want to, you just want to pause it and just be in that moment. All right, budgie, it's. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal achievements. Those highlights are very special, but I'm going to dig into um, a bit more of the lessons learnt around the technical side of cricket. Um, So from a bowling perspective, was there one specific technical aspect that really stands out to you that you worked really hard to develop? So from that moment on, you knew if you did this every ball, you were going to be consistently your best.
1: Well, I think uh, as a bowler, you know, for me, balance was something which was very, very important. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I'm my last ride is correct, I'm heading towards the batsman rather than falling on the side. Mm. You know, that means I'm doing almost everything right. So that means the force behind the ball is going into the right direction. Mm-hmm. Because if my body weight falls on the other side, you know, that means the force often on the ball is not as much as you're putting. So basically, you're putting more effort. You're not getting the right results. For me, always, you know, going back to the basic, the basic was to, you know, going towards the batsman. And, and you know, whenever you make mistakes, why do you make, why do I used to make mistake? You know, sometimes in the matches, you feel anxiety. You feel pressured. You feel, you know, you got to do something. Now you have to take wicket. And you start rushing in your run-ups. And as a spinner, when you rush in your run-ups, you, know, you lose your balance in the last right. And the moment you lose the balance, you don't have the same zip on your ball like you have when you have the right balance on the last, last right. So that's something which I have always gone back to you know, whenever things have not gone for me.
0: And when did, when did you realize that was so important to your, to your bowling, to your execution, to your skill, that, that balance component?
1: Well, uh, you know, a lot of the time I used to speak to the wicketkeeper mm-hmm. because uh, the moment balance of my body will go on the other side, this mm-hmm. body starts falling on the other side, the, the seam position gets changed in mm-hmm. the air. And when the seam position gets changed, keeper will tell me the position of your seam is not towards leg slip. It's more towards the square leg. So, the, mo- the moment he tells me that, so I go back to that, you know, I start telling myself I need to calm myself, go slowly in my run-up and make sure I'm in a right sort of frame while I'm, you know, delivering the ball. So, basically, those key little points were, were there for me. You know, slip fielder were also very, very important for me. It was more of a Rahul driver at all time and then uh, dhoni nine mongia all these wicket keepers have helped me a lot you know with that seam position that that's a trigger point mm. if the see the ball is not jumping as much as uh, it used to or uh, or the seam position have changed it's not towards the leg slip it's more of more towards um, you know square leg mm. so they will tell me so i'll uh, i'll try and correct that in the game itself
0: yeah. So, so one, one huge part is, is balance. Is there another way like release point um, aspect that you, you adjust to be able to try to try and get your seam position going more towards fine leg and getting that extra bit of zip on the ball or is it just like balance no matter what?
1: I think for me it was a balance, you know, yeah. every, th- every time I was, uh, you know, not bowling well, that was the reason you know i was rushing then i had you know not the perfect kind of a balance so i will not be able to get the right sort of result what i you know i should get you know mm-hmm. not it's not about you know taking wickets you can still take wickets you'll bowl a silly um, you know full toss and someone like you know can play straight to you know the to the filter. but uh, as a bowler you get satisfaction when every ball you're landing where you want the ball to land and how you're, you're releasing the ball and you could feel the seam position is right. So yeah. when the seam position is right, when you know the way you want to pitch the ball, it's landing there, you know you know everything is right. Whether that day you might not get a wicket, but that mm-hmm. does not mean that you have bowled badly. Yeah. You know, it's the end of the day, it's about bowling well. If you keep bowling well, out of 100 days, I'll say 95 days if you bowl well, 93 days you'll be successful. But if you'll bowl badly, 50 days, mm. you know, and, and you will not get the right result, you know, and uh, you will not survive at that level. So for me, balance was the key. Yeah. And, um, and apart from that, you know, a lot of the time when you don't get wickets and test cricket, it's more of mentally. You know, yeah. you put yourself under pressure. You start thinking about a lot of the things, you know, which you shouldn't be thinking rather than thinking about bowling well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what my coach used to tell me, You, your work is to bowl well, wickets will come. Your, you know, your thinking is not taking wickets at all time. It's about bowling well. If you'll bowl well, you'll get the results. But if you'll not bowl well and you're looking to take wickets, you'll end up giving a lot of runs mm-hmm. and you'll put yourself, your team under pressure.
0: And from a mental perspective then were you always built a certain, a certain way to be able to bring your best performance so consistently? Or did you develop and had to work on certain mental skills to be able to understand how to bring the best version of you, you know, every time?
1: Well, as a cricketer, you know that how our emotions play in the role. Hmm. You know, every day we feel differently. You know, a hmm. few days going into the game, you feel really good about the game. In a few days, uh, you have uh, those negative thoughts in your mind. You know, whether you're good enough to be there, whether you, you know, that particular guy can really hit me out of the park. You know, those things come come into your mind. Mm. So um, it, it's all come down to, you know, how well you prepare your mind to keep you away from those thoughts, mm. especially the negative thoughts. Mm. So if you think well during the game, if you think well before the game, you know, um, you should be concentrating on, on on those sort of things while bowling as well, rather than thinking negative. Most of the time when i bowled well, you know, I've always thought of, you know, I'm bowling well, I'm taking those wickets. My, if the batsman is playing me towards covered covers or uh, towards mid-off, I'm happy. But, uh, you know, when, when I'm not bowling well, I'm not thinking right. That means, you know, most of those days, I'm thinking about few other things in my head. And that shows on the bowling as well. That uh, you know, it, it doesn't have the same bounce. It doesn't have the same uh, spin because the force is not just on the ball; it's somewhere else. Because mind plays a bigger role than your skill play. You know, your skills are there. You know that you you, you have skills, but why it differ every day? Because your mind thinks differently every day. So that's something. That's where you know the champion cricketers like Shane Warne, Megra and Ricky Ponting. Brian, Lara, Sachin Tendulkar, they were able to do better than us. Uh, Me, for sure. (laughs) Because uh, they were thinking probably better than us. Yes, they had skills, but we all have skills. But skills is not something which is, you know, take you at that level. Yes, it'll take you to a certain level. I always believe that uh, your will have to be better than the skill. If you have the will to uh, go far, you will go far. If you don't have the will to go far, if you're scared, you'll not go
0: far. Absolutely. I find there's two points that I find absolutely fascinating that you've said there, Budgie. One is um, just around understanding like how to redirect your thoughts when you start to move into the negative side of things. Were you really conscious around as soon as you started to realize that you were thinking negative thoughts during a game that you just redirected it into I need to have the right thoughts and the positive thoughts because I knew that's when the ball start was coming out at my best. That was the best version of me. Was that something you are really conscious about?
1: Well, I... Sometime, I didn't know. Sometime, mm-hmm. I just uh, I've gone through those uh, period for longer longer than I thought I can come out of it. You know, not just one test match but throughout the series I was, you know, thinking random things rather than mm-hmm. focusing on the job to do. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I'm so glad, you know, I played with uh, such brilliant guys, you know, someone like Rahul Dravid, Sachin and um, Anil Kumble. They were always there to help. You know, mm-hmm. they could since there is something going on in my mind, they will come speak to me, you know, during the sessions and the test matches. And uh, nowadays we have videos and all those days there were no videos. Mm. There's nothing that you can go and watch. But uh, it wasn't too much about you know your skills. Your skill was as good as it was. It was because I was not thinking right. Mm. I was maybe just thinking to take wickets. In that process, I was not looking to bowl well. When you're looking to bowl well, you know, you will end up taking wickets. So, that's something which is key. What Anil Kumble have told me, the greatest Kumble have mm-hmm. told me, your work is to bowl well. No. When you bowl well, you'll take wickets. I've seen great people like Shane Warne. You know, why I mentioned these guys? Because they, these are my, you know, heroes when I was growing up. You know, I used to see them, you know. He didn't have any ego. You know, he have to have three fielders, you know, catching. Mm-hmm. Whether short leg, slip, silly point. But, you know, he will bowl first over. he have mid-on, mid mid-off, whatever. You know, he, he want to have keep those filters back. And the more he was bowling well, the start, he'll start bringing those filters in. Mm-hmm. And if he's bowling at his best, then on the first day itself, he'll start, you know, having those silly points as well. Then he'll have gully as well. The ball is not spinning. But yes, he's playing with the batsman's mind. That yes, he's on top of his mind. Mm. So that's that's what you know. I'm saying this game is not just about skill; it's about mm. how you think as well. So yeah. uh, this is what these greats have done better than all of us, and that's why mm. their numbers in wickets and runs are different than us.
0: Yeah, I can I completely agree. The, the power of the mind, and no one can underestimate uh how powerful and how important the mindset is, and as you said like those those great players like the greatest players I've ever played yes they had incredible skill, but their their mental strength and mental toughness to be able to just repeat repeat it over and over again is the re- is the reason why you know they, they're set apart from from everyone else, but with this, when did you really realize was there a moment when you really realized that the mindset your mindset was so integral to to you and then to other cricketers to be able to access the skills that i've got
1: well i wish i could understood you know the whole concept of it mm. you know few days i was very good and uh, i must admit few days i was not uh, good at all you know mm. you know my emotions were all over the places and um, and 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 the day i was feeling completely alright I was able to perform well. Mm. And the day I was thinking other stuff, I was not able to do it. Mm. But uh, maybe, you know, after 2007 World Cup when we lost and uh, after that, I went to play county cricket. I just wanted to enjoy cricket. Mm. Maybe that enjoyment part was missing. You know, Maybe Mm. I was taking a lot of pressure on myself, putting a lot of pressure to, to perform well in every game. And I wanted to be the man of the match in every game of course you want to do well in every game but uh, success is not granted Mm. but uh, but if you know I wanted to enjoy the game I went to play county cricket suddenly I you know saw myself I'm enjoying bowling I'm taking a lot of wicket there just because I was enjoying the game Mm. that enjoyment part is also very very important Mm. and uh, the moment I came back from England I straight went to T20 World Cup. Mm. And that's where I understood, you know, you know, no matter what, I will think right and I'll enjoy the game. Mm. I don't know if I'll be playing tomorrow or not. But let's play today and have fun. Enjoy. But I'll get my best shot. I'll compete with you no matter what. I will not give you anything for granted. You know, as a baller, I will fight it out. Every time I'll bowl against Shane Watson or any great player, I'll give my best.
0: And that's the ultimate mindset that you're talking about. That's that's what everyone's chasing. Is that is that mindset where you just you are absolutely appreciating every moment that you've got. You're enjoying. You're enjoying the game. You're loving being there, and you're loving the, co- the competition. But not just you know, burdening yourself with. How important the results are every single day and you're absolutely right, budgie. that's that's the ultimate that everyone's chasing that you want you want to get your mind into that space where you're just enjoying yourself and that's what brings the best out of, brings the best out of yourself.
1: Yeah, see most of us we actually go away from that process, you know enjoyment. Mm. Enjoyment is something that's why we started playing the game Yeah. And when you when you are playing the game and you're doing well, you're enjoying. But when you're not doing well, You're not doing something wrong. All you're doing is you're thinking wrong. That's That means when you're thinking wrong, you're not enjoying what you love doing. You're not enjoying bowling. You're not enjoying batting. So those uh, results are not possible to come. So results will only come if you're enjoying, if there is a passion to go out there and just play with full heart. And uh, not to forget, this is a very, very... I mean, a lot of us, we make mistakes. We... All of us, you know, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do well. You do it. I do yeah. it. Every yeah. game, you want to score a century. But when you get out, um, you don't feel right. Mm. And when I go for runs and my four overs, if I go for 40 odd runs, I don't feel right. Mm. But, uh, you know, when you sit back and think, what did I do wrong? Because you were not enjoying. You were not thinking to enjoy the game. That process we keep forgetting. So, we are only human. So, every time I had to remind myself, I'm not sure about what others do, that I need to enjoy. I need to, you know, go back to the basics. Why I started this game. I love this game so much. I wanted to enjoy every day. Every bowl I bowl. And I want to compete. And uh, that is what is fun. That is what a life is. You know, if you compete, you'll win. If not everything, but yes, you will win few, you'll lose few, but you have given your best.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. And people who are listening to this, they say, "Well, you you play, you're playing, and you're you're doing what you love," and that's absolutely right. But you do get caught up. It's easy to get caught up in one the pressure that you put on yourself, that you want to perform, you don't want to let people down, and then also the the it can get into a bit of a grind when you're playing all the time and you're trying to absorb everything that's going around your life outside of just being on the cricket field. So it does, it does, it can get to a point where you just, you, you do find it difficult to enjoy it, but it's amazing. As soon as you just, you clear those sort of clouds, those darker clouds that are coming down and just go back to the pure love and joy of the game and the reason why you started, and and take that excitement out to every every time you play. Hundred percent. That's a space that that's that's a space when you're at your best, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. What when you're at your absolute best? What did, from a mental perspective, what did that exactly look like?
1: Well, I was clear in my thoughts to be a, you know, I would say mm. whenever I have no extra baggage, you know, on my back on my head you know i was able to you know perform better than uh, my normal days mm. and uh, those were you know brilliant days i wish mm. i had more days like that than uh, than the normal days mm. but it's a human tendency to get into the negative side more than uh, than the positive sides mm. So uh, for me, you know, keeping my mind clear was the most difficult thing, mm. you know, from all the other things, you know, I had, you know, whether uh, family side or whether uh, the social side, mm. but, you know, cricket was my priority and I always wanted to have a clear mind, but it was never, you know, empty. Mm. It was never empty. It was always had a lot of the other thoughts as well while I was playing. Yeah. But I'm still glad that I could achieve what I have, I have achieved. But uh, I wish I had more clear uh, days in my head, mm. you know, so I could have done little more than what I've achieved. Yeah. But uh, I think it's important to have a right frame of mind when you're going out there to compete with the best. Mm. You know, you want to do the best and you're not thinking about what's going to happen here or there. What will people think of me or what what is What's going to happen to my family back home? What are they going to think? And we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves, which, I don't know, different people behave differently. I am one of those individuals who put a lot of pressure on myself. I don't know why. Even today, I do. Yeah, sure. I wish I could change that, but uh, <laughs> but I'm one of those guys. You know, I wish I could be a little careless, like many of my friends are, and mm. can just go out and enjoy in, in in life you know but i'm not one of those guys i do everything like
0: yeah. yeah yeah but like and and i th- yeah and i think about you know looking back over over my career as well like i i wish i understood the mental skills side of things you know as as much as i do as i do now like i got in my way so often especially as you said especially the the negative side of things or the worry about performance and performing at your best um yeah you like i look back and i Feel so lucky that I achieved what I did, but if I from a, especially from a mental point of view, if I knew what I know now, I would have yeah. been able to do even like more consistently better things. But such is life. You're always learning, aren't you? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, come back out of retirement and go back and play for Australia. <laughs> no, nah, I've had my time. I,
0: I've loved, I love my time, and I can't go back again. <laughs>
1: And suddenly you'll see yourself again thinking a lot. Oh, yeah. I have to do this. I have to do that. I yeah. have to perform. I have to win games. Oh, what will happen? Yeah. I don't know. You know, whenever, you know, the opportunities come, it brings a lot of the expectations as well. Yes. When, if, especially if you're a match winner, someone like mm-hmm. you, you know, you always, you'll always have expectation. No matter what team you'll play in, you know, people will, you know, think that, okay, this guy is out there. He's going to win us a game. So that's what happened to me. Whenever I walked out there, because I set very high standard, mm. uh, you know, whenever I walked onto the field, that I'll give my best. So when you don't do well, you think too much then after that. I play one game in the ground and when I come back to the room, I play another game with
0: my mind.
1: <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. I'm not able to sleep because I had a bad day on the field. Yeah. Which no one knows. Only cricketers, we, what we go through, we knows. You know, what happens before the game and after the game. Sometime after the game, I'm not able to sleep because I did so badly. And I'm thinking what
0: different things I could have done. Yeah, but that's what gets the best out of ourselves as well. Because we're always trying to, we always want to win. We always want to, well, not win. We always want to be at our best. Budgie, throughout your career, you bowled a crazy amount of balls in games, let alone all the balls that you bowled at training to be able to develop your amazing skill. So what were the lessons that you learned throughout your career on how to manage your body as well as you could, to be able to stay fit, to be able to continue to execute your skills over and over again?
1: See, Wara, to be honest, I come from a very small little town, Jalanda, and we yeah. had no clue about fitness. For me, fitness was running 20 rounds, yeah. and I would run every day. And I must have ran, I don't know how many kilometers, but uh, that's the only thing, you know, I I did uh, to do fitness. And I did a lot of bowling. And this was something which I loved. You know, I must have bowled, you know, whatever numbers of ball I bowled in international um, career, in my international career, I must have bowled four times, five times more than that in the nets. So, uh, You know, I've done a lot of sport, sport spotballing, and I still do it, you know, whenever we play uh, in the IPL and and stuff. You know, this was, uh, for me, fitness was only came into, you know, the radar when, you know, 2013, 14, I started to understand that it might be, I might have to do something now to get fit. You know, maybe my body is not as strong as it was earlier, you know, so... I started going to the gym. I started doing different sort of exercises to keep my shoulder going. Otherwise, you know, I never went to the gym, you know, till 2013. And I used to laugh at my friends, you know, Yuvraj, Zaheer. And I said, why do you guys keep going to the gym? We are not bodybuilders. We are, you know, cricketers and cricketers don't need to have body. But they, I didn't understand why they were going to the gym to make sure they can sustain there for longer period of time. They have their, you know, power in their muscles to go and uh, and prolong their careers, which I didn't understand. But, you know, I understood that in 2013. But before that, running was everything to me. Yeah. If I run 10 rounds, 15 rounds, I thought I've done my part. Now I'll just bowl, you know, like 10, 12 overs, 15 overs, I'll bowl, I'll be fine. Yeah. But fitness is very, very important. Nowadays, if you're not fit, you know, you will not be able to compete with, you know, the sides who are at the international level now. You know, their level of cricket has changed. Fitness has changed. It's a very fast game nowadays.
0: That's for sure. And what what you're saying there, Budgie, the, the most important thing that everyone's got to realize is the priority is your skills and is your skill development. As you said, you bowled, as many balls you bowled on the cricket field, like during game time, you bowled four times that amount of training. So, maybe more,
1: maybe yeah. more.
0: <laughs> and that's what people have thousands to realize.
1: Thousands
0: Cricket is a skill based game without those skills. It doesn't matter how, um, how fit you are in the gym or whatever it is. Um, but now because the game's evolved as well, yes, you need to make you need to be able to find that balance of the strength work, but it all needs to be very specific to be able to execute your skill. There's, there's no yeah, question, definitely. and you're a perfect example yeah, fitness,
1: of that. Fitness can be like fitness can be different you know, for you, mm. but, uh, fitness for my bowling can be different to me. Mm. So, um, you know, as, as you rightly said, you know, your skill need to be there to match with those uh, opponents, mm. but yes, you have to have a right fitness according to your own body mm. that you can go out there and compete with those guys and still can get the right result for your team.
0: Yeah. Brilliantly said, Budgie. Brilliantly said. Talking about like from a media perspective, you know the media do provide a lot of different challenges. So looking back now, from um, from where you are, um, would you have approached the media in a different in a different way throughout your career?
1: Oh uh, well, yes. If you're asking me now, uh, if you know take you take me twenty years back, uh, I definitely approached them in a different way mm-hmm. than what I do now. Um, because I'm mature now, I understand things better now. And maybe, you know, I know their side as well now. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're coming from, which I never understood. So, yeah, you know, there are a lot of things which uh, I would have liked to change and do it better. But when you're in 20s, you think you're the boss of this world. <laughs> and uh, and then you realize, you know, when you in your 40s, that how wrong you were. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was certainly wrong. In, in in many cases
0: yeah what would you have done what would you have done is there one or two things that you would have done differently if you could go back to your you know th- to yourself at you know 25 or, or 30 even and be able to um you know coach your coach yourself around how to be able to deal with the media as well as you possibly can
1: see not just with the media even uh, with coaches with my own teammates mm. i was one of those uh, young angry men mm. you know i used to get very upset with uh, few things said about me because I was always someone who would wear his heart on sleep, you know, mm. and and go out there to perform well and to do anything to win the game. Mm. But when things were not set rightly for me, I used to get upset. Mm. I should have just avoided few things. Mm. And, um, you know, I used to get upset with my teammates sometimes. And mm. I feel they were not putting their best foot forward, you know, to... To do what we are supposed to do, but they were doing. But that's what that was their limitations. They couldn't go further than that. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I was expecting them to do little more than you know what they were doing. But mm-hmm. that's wrong for my my part. They were doing their best to be successful and to do the best uh, for the team. And uh, you know, a lot of time, if I have to think back, I would like to say that I would like to be a little more calmer. Mm-hmm. You know, more. Yes. Uh, you know more calmer more composer towards my teammates to towards my uh, coach when it comes to listening mm-hmm. and uh, and also to the media people you know I should have uh, I should have done things differently Sometimes you know, sometime mm-hmm. I was maybe a bit too rude to them you know mm-hmm. maybe I thought they' have written something really really bad about me mm-hmm. so they were doing their job and I was not doing my job I must have been not doing the, the job the way i was supposed to do on the field that's why they are writing that stuff mm. i'm giving them the reason to write it mm. so this is 40 year old herbert singh talking yeah. but if you'll go <laughs> uh, back 20 years back i thought i was doing the best what i could but uh, yeah these are the things you learn when the time goes and uh, you know with time everything changes you mellow down you you feel it's all right
0: yeah everything happens for good Everyone is doing their best. That's exactly right. Um, it's so beautiful, just in the background as well, to be able to hear the the sounds, the beautiful sounds. It reminds because we're here in Dubai, I'm here in Dubai at the moment to hear the sounds, the beautiful <laughs> sounds of India, the crows and the dogs and the <laughs> and the the horns. It's so, oh gosh, you sort of miss that because everything's very quiet here where we are in Dubai. Um, just in regards to so people listening to this, the one thing is people listening to this if they are starting out their career that advice that you're giving there around, around the media, how to deal with the media and how to deal with the coaches better. Like I know, like we can't go back to be able to, you know, tell our 20, 20 year old self, but for people who are starting out, it's a great lesson for them to learn, to be able to understand. Okay. Well, we look back and we, we see things and we, um, you know, we can't do anything about it now, but for people who are coming through, they can make a better, a better go. A better guy of it to be able to deal with the media, especially the scrutiny, especially with the scrutiny that comes with every performance, really, that you have, yeah, on and off the field.
1: Well, to to any youngster, I would I would say that uh, you know you are good. That's the reason you are there, playing for Australia or playing for India. You know, and you'll have good days, you'll have bad days. But on your bad days, just make sure that you know it's it's okay to have bad days. Don't say anything. Don't get into negative frame of mind, mm. and only when you go into the, those negative zones, you'll start, you know, feeling that this guy is writing bad about me. It doesn't matter. Tomorrow, if you'll perform well, those people will change their opinion and they'll start writing good about you. Mm. So, uh, to all those people, you know, I would say that you know, work hard and concentrate on your game because mm. that's the only thing you can do yep. as a player. Rest of the things, they are doing their own job. Let them do their job. We just relax play our, play our cricket, and that's the job we know we can do better than them, otherwise they will <laughs> why they are sitting in the you know, in the press box and writing stories about you. maybe you are more important than them, so just don't read, enjoy your game and 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 just work hard on your game
0: yeah great advice, budgie. Now, this is going to get into other aspects of life away from cricket. And I believe this is, this is one of the most important life skills that most of us don't get much education on throughout our lives. Um, but managing and investing our money that, we, that we're fortunate enough to earn um, as well as possible is, is integral to us making the most of what we've got. So looking back from where you are now, um, from you know what you have earned throughout your life so far, would you have done things differently from an investment or, or wealth generation perspective?
1: Well, I'm grateful for uh, what I've had. Uh, mm. Honestly, uh, you know where I was like 20 years back and where I am today. Mm. You know, I'm I'm very happy, very grateful. You know, there's never enough in terms of money, in terms of car, in terms of luxury. There's never enough, but you know, we don't need probably that much to live, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, especially with these uh, challenging conditions, COVID, mm-hmm. we have learned a lesson that, you know, we only eat this much, mm-hmm. small little amount of food. And that's exactly what we need to, to survive. Mm-hmm. And all these money is sitting in the banks, you know, and having fancy cars and big houses. They're going to stay here. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm grateful for what I have. Yes. Mm. Coming to the investment point of view, mm. you know, I've been very bad with the investments. Okay. I'm not the right guy you know, to, <laughs> to say where to invest, what to do. Yes. Keep your money safe, yeah. but don't be too greedy in life. You know, that I have to have this much of amount of money mm. because Shane Watson have this much. Mm. I want to have that much of money. Mm. You know, you have that much, stay happy, stay good. That's good. But, um, I've been very bad with the investment. You know, a couple of people I've given money to yep. and they never returned my money. I have now filed oh. a case against one of those guys <laughs> okay. just recently. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but be sensible, be, uh, you know, ask someone who are good with these uh, investments and, uh, and with the advice, how to, you know, look after your own hard earned money mm. and financial because, Money is not that important, but yes, it is important, you know, when you have kids, when you have Mm -hmm. families, to look after them. So spend it wisely.
0: Yeah. Is there another example around like – have you, have you invested in property or um, or the rental market, like, you know, commercial property or, um, you know, buying places to be able to rent out, that sort of thing? Or is it more so just being, um, you know, money in the bank to make sure it is safe because, you know, because of your experiences?
1: Well, I've uh, tried all, almost every possible thing, but I've <laughs> yeah. lost a lot of money. You know, okay. I've uh, given money to people, uh, you know, they were into, you know, construction and I never got any money back and uh, then later on I gave another you know some amount of money to another builder you know which he was supposed to give me very good return but I never got anything back from his him as well so after that I decided let the money be in the banks and Mm -hmm. whatever I'll do you know if I like some properties I'll probably buy a property and leave it or or just do something with that property. So it's Mm -hmm. under my own eyes. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let anyone else to play with my money. Mm -hmm. I'll rather have, you know, money in the banks and giving me, even if it's a small return, I'm happy Mm -hmm. with it. Because Mm -hmm. when you give your money to someone, you don't know if you're going to get it back. There are not too many people who are actually thinking right for you. Mm -hmm. So you can't really trust many people when it
0: comes to money. I don't know why it's true. It's absolutely true. And that's my, my experience. What you said there is absolutely right. Budgie around, if you're going to, if you're going to invest in something, make sure it's, uh, it's under your own eyes. It's not with someone else. Who it's, it, it's it's their money. It's like you, you've given them money. So it's, yeah, you know, they don't really care. Cause it's not their money. They don't care as much as deeply as it is. If, it's you investing and it's under your own eyes. You know exactly where it's going. You know exactly what's being done with that money and you know which direction it's going. Um, and that's absolutely, that's my, that's my advice and that's my experience as well is you know, I invested in a few things um, and I'm talking more so businesses as well um, that I just gave the money and didn't, wasn't across what was going on in the business and you know, every one of those really didn't end up well. Um, The other one was around trying to find the right person to be able to give the right financial advice. And they're really hard to find. It's hard to find someone who is going to use your, like invest your money in a way that is for the best, for the betterment of you, not just for the betterment of them.
1: If you give your money to someone, they can do anything with it. Mm. But even if you do it on your own, you might go wrong 50% but still you will not lose fully yeah so do it on your own with mm. your own mind you know it's just like giving your money to someone to play gamble mm. you know if you give me 100 bucks you know me sitting in casino mm. i'll put probably bet on everything but if i have to spend my own 100 bucks i'll think twice to put it on where do i need to put i yep. might lose in three hours, but your money I can lose in like three minutes because that's your money.
0: That's a brilliant perspective, budgie. Great analogy, <laughs> nailed it. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. A lot of a lot of cricketers are always on the lookout to find you know, great a great business to be a part of, and I have experienced firsthand one of the businesses that you're involved in called Brunei, Brune, right? Or Brune Brune Brune. The CSK leather backpack that we all got last year from Brune, oh, wow, amazing quality, and it's one of my pride and joys. Honestly, it's one of my pride and joys. One of the things I love, and I've got it here and here in my room. It's incredible quality. Thank you. So, I would love to, yeah, I'd love to get more, like even more insight into into Brune because that's like the quality of products that they've got. Wow. It's it's phenomenal. So everyone needs. What what is the website? What is the website for Brune? Because it is a phenomenal website. The quality of products and the selection of products are phenomenal. What what is that? What is the website to go and have a look to?
1: www.bearskin.com. Bearskin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. Okay.
1: A friend of mine. He actually have this uh, you know business for many years. His family business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he got me involved in this, and uh, that's how we started. You know with started off doing, you know, products for people who, you know, want to have their initials, you know, their own kind of designs on leather. And leather is something which not many people are, you know, good at taking care mm. of when it comes to making the leather. So these people are there, you know, for many years, they understand the leather and they understand this business. And, uh, you know, a few ideas i had given them, you know, to do things, like, you know, making bags for CSK, you know, those Mm. are different yellow, different kind of a yellow color leather. Mm. It's very rare, very hard to make. Mm. And when you make such products in leather, it looks wow. And that's probably one reason you you fell in love with it. Yeah. So we actually came up with this idea, you know, to have uh, stores and we have a store in Jalanda and we wanted to do a couple of stores, one in Delhi, one in Mumbai, but uh, due to this covid you know, uh, things got stuck. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, whenever this will end, we'll, uh, we'll have few stores around India. And maybe one day, if you want to get into this business, if you want to put some money into this business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> with my eyes, under then, my own eyes as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we can take that to Australia as well. We, don't, we just don't make bags. We make leather checkers. We make anything to do with leather. Mm. So, basically, whatever you need, you know we just do it. yeah so we are very good with leather jackets, very good with bags, very good with slippers, shoes, a mm. lot of the products. Shoe range is phenomenal, yeah, formal shoes. And if, as you you like, said, if you yeah. like formal shoes, I can send you to test them. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone loves a <laughs> so beautiful pair you of that,
0: leather shoes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Let me tell you, the Indian team which toured to uh, England last year mm. for the World Cup, you know, they wore our shoes, the whole team, and they, they were carrying our bags. So we were wow. part of that.
0: Amazing. Well, so, so, so bearskin, bearskin, is it bearskin.com? Yeah. One thing that I have realized is that life is all about how well you bounce back from setbacks that life always throws at you. So do you have a saying in your life that helps you bounce back quicker from the challenges that life always throws your way?
1: See, there's a saying, if you feel that you have lost the game or if I feel that's it, it's done. Mm. Only... You know, if you feel that it's done, it's done. Mm. But if you say it's nothing, no, nothing can stop, stop you. You know, even if you want to go forward, that's also inside you. If you want to stop, that's also inside you. Mm. So you have to speak to yourself and to your mind what is important. And it's easy to stop. It's easy to stop rather than go forward. Mm -hmm. But, you know, those who go forward and take the challenge on their face, those are the real people. And those are the real warriors. So, you know, I believe in that, you know, that whenever, you know, difficulties comes, you have to face them. You know, rather than running away from them, you're never going to find it easy. Mm -hmm. Only if you'll face them, you'll be able to come out of, them as champion, you might lose, but if you don't fight it, you know, you wouldn't know whether you could have done it or not. So, um, you know, first thing, I always used to prepare myself for the fight whenever I walked onto the field that I'll give my best no matter what. But if I don't go to the ground, how would I know if I can get Shane Watson out or not? The only way to prove myself was to just go out there and fight it out so that's the way of uh, my life no matter whatever challenges come you have to keep your you know keep yourself up there and thinking that i can beat this and if you believe it then only people will believe and if you don't believe nothing will happen and if you believe you can move the mountains
0: it's great it's absolutely great it's absolutely spot on budgie. there's there's one thing that like always thought growing up, you read these fairy tale sort of books that it's like everything's like happily ever after. Everything is just from the start of your life all the way through to the end of your life. It's just, it's just perfect, smooth sailing. But the one thing, the one thing is you've said, you've said is that life always throws challenges your way and it's how well you actually take them on because it's always going to be those things that come your way and you have to just front up and take the challenge on. Otherwise, otherwise it's it's easy to just stay stop and then you just, you've never tested yourself out.
1: Yeah. And you know, in in Hindi, there's a great saying. Mm. I must tell you that uh, there are always like way to look at things. In Hindi, it says bhaglo. Bhaglo is also means participate. Bhaglo means participate. And some people, they take, you know, the other way around. Bhaglo is also mean run away. Uh, Right. So if you say bhaglo, it means run away. But at the same time, it means participate. Mm. So like, you know, there are two ways to look at it. Mm. You know, if someone tells me, okay, you want to be part of it? I'll say, yeah. And there is the option to run away. So you got to decide what you want to do in life and, um, you know, what is the right decision. So take that. And I feel participate in that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: If there is a... No emergency whatsoever that it's stopping you to get mm. into that zone and taking that, you know, call kid that I don't want to participate. Otherwise, participate. You will learn something.
0: Yep, exactly. You always learn something, even if it doesn't go that well or exactly to plan, you will learn something about when that opportunity arises arises next time. So absolutely brilliant, mate. The final question I've got for you, budgie, and I really do appreciate all your time, mate, and your incredible insights. Um, you have met and been around some of the most successful people in the world. Is there one person who has inspired you the most, and and why?
1: Um, I don't know. It's it's a very it's question. You know, if you had asked me like ten years back. I would have given you a different answer to this. Mm. But if you're asking me today, I'll give you the answer what I have today. You know, I am what I am today because of my father. Mm. You know, he worked so hard in his whole life, you know, for us to make sure we, we get everything in life, in life. You know, he's been my hero. He's been a model for me, you know, I've seen him working really, really hard. And God has been really kind. He gave me the reward instead of him. So, money and success and this luxury life is not that all very, very important for me. Yes, we all like it and we all need some sort of uh, money to live. But uh, I think uh, humanity is something which is uh, very, very important which I have learned in these difficult times. And over the years, as I grow, that you know, if you can live in a humanity where you care for others, that's what you have achieved in life. Not how many wickets you have taken, how many scores you have scored. And that's what was uh, the motive of my uh, father's life as well. You know, Making sure everyone staying happy and healthy. And he was working for us. And, um, you know, no matter, even if I have hundreds and thousands of dollars going forward, but that's not success. Mm. But for me, you know, if I can feed someone, if I can keep someone happy or making someone smile and be part of someone's life to make them, you know, slightly happier than what they are, that is success for me. So I believe in that. Money is very immaterial kind of a thing for me. So my true, real-time hero is ever going to be my dad. Yes, there are a lot of people who inspired me while I was playing cricket. You know, including all my heroes from Steve Waugh to Shane Moon to Sachin Tendulkar to Kapil Dev and many other. The list goes on. But uh, my real hero of my journey will always remain my
0: father. So beautiful, Baji. Wow, it's beautifully said, mate. Budgie, this really has been such an honor to have had you on this episode of Lessons Learned with the Greats. You achieved so many incredible things on the cricket field, and now it has been fascinating to hear the lessons that you have learned throughout your career career, and your life. I'm so grateful for you taking the time to share all these amazing insights with me and everyone who listens to this will be that much richer for digging deeper into the mind of one of the greats of world cricket. Thank you so much, Bhaji. You're a good man.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me on your shows. And to all the people who are listening to this interview, I know I'm not that great in explaining, you know, the life of uh, what I live and explain in in a language which is not my language. And I'm trying to, you know, still say my little bit English, whatever I know. So, um, you know, whatever I've done, during my career I must have made a lot of mistakes but I must have done few good things as well so people who are happy with me thank you very much and people who I made angry I'm sorry and I hope everyone moves on from whatever mistake we have made and let's make this world a peaceful world and and have great memories going forward rather than creating hate towards each other so sorry to all the people I have ever disturbed or done anything wrong to them and love to all the people I have uh, entertained them. So lots of love. Thank you, Vodal, for giving me the opportunity to be around and uh, love to all the Aussies. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie.
0: <laughs> oi, 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 oi. Oi, oi, On your budgie. Thanks again, mate, for making the time. This has been incredible. Thanks, mate.
1: Anytime, champion. And I hope you'll win a lot of games for Chennai and bring the cup back home and uh, we'll celebrate.
0: Yeah, Yeah. sounds good, mate. For more episodes of Lessons Learned with the Greats, head to t20stars.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.